Yes, yes, yes. Welcome back to the Cajun Libertarian Live. I am your host, the Cajun Libertarian, Noelle Lynn. Uh, tonight on TCL Live, Canada bans the saying, let's go, Brandon. A New York judge suspends a father's visitation rights. I'm sure you can probably guess why, uh, but we'll talk about it. Updates on the global supply chain crisis. Hint. They're not good. They're bad. And more alarming news coming out of the White House. And we will spend a couple of minutes with Liz Terwilliger for Congress in the 12th District of Pennsylvania tonight on the Cajun Libertarian Live. Coming up next. All right, we're right back at it. I'm trying to switch things up to make sure that the, we are that we are meeting the demands of what's happening and what's going on. Thank you very much for being here tonight. We have a very special episode of the Cajun Libertarian Live right here for you tonight. As long as Facebook will allow us to do this thing, right? And so, um, as I mentioned in the comments, we have a bunch of things to go over. But first, what we're going to do is we are going to bring on Liz Terwilliger and recap the Perspectives on Freedom event in Pennsylvania. Liz Terwilliger, let's bring her on. Hey, how you doing? <laughs> doing good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Not sure where you were going there at the end. So happy to be here. <laughs> yeah, I am. Uh, I am. I'm still dealing with uh, the struggles that are adjusting to a new computer that is not Apple. All of my stuff is Apple, but I have to do the thing on this computer here because of malfunctions. It is what it is, but we will uh, absolutely have a great program and have a great uh, time with you, Liz. How have things been going since the uh, Liz Terwilliger Perspectives on Freedom event? Very well, very well. We had a, a big food drive in the month of September as well that we wrapped up and we loaded an entire school bus with food. It was awesome. The community really came together throughout the month of September and we filled a bus with food and delivered it to the food bank. It was amazing. That's so that, awesome. that was the rest of my month of September. <laughs> <laughs> but that's a big month though. How were you able to pull it, that off? How'd you organize that? Well, um, a lot of community support and community involvement. So uh, a local fellow from my county, his name's Bill Snyder, came up with the idea because, you know, with COVID, a lot of our food banks have really helped us out a lot. They are, okay, so CHOP is what ours is called, Child Hunger Outreach Partners. 
I had a, a bug, sorry. Um, they, they did a lot. They did a lot for everybody over the last year and a half. And so he wanted to do something to give back. And it's the start of the school year. So he said, hey, why not fill a bus with food? What a great idea. Right. <laughs> so he called me and he's like, how can we do this? So he found somebody uh, with a bus and I went around and distributed boxes all over the county to businesses that wanted to participate. And we collected food. And uh, unfortunately, there was a young man, a high school student from our local school district who passed away back in May and his birthday was in September and his family really wanted to do something for him. So we did the drive in his memory. Wow. And really a lot of the success of the drive was his family and friends coming out in support of him. The school he went to, I went to pick up food from them. They're like, we're, our box is full. I'm like, okay. So I stopped to pick up their box. No, my car was full. Like I couldn't get food from anybody else. The guy, their resource wow. officer had to load my car. I've got pictures on my Facebook page of my car full of food. And I, he's like, you have to be able to see out your rearview mirror. I'm like, yeah, you're a cop. I know. <laughs> yeah, <bad> anyway, <laughs> I could. I could see food in my rearview mirror. It wasn't a problem. But uh, right. so that that's what I did after Perspectives on Freedom to, to, you know, relax after the big weekend that we had, which was a pretty awesome weekend. So I, I would say personally um, that that was a, an amazing weekend. I loved every second of it. I can't thank you enough for bringing me out there, right? Like it, yeah. it, exceptional opportunity, just amazing and, and absolutely loved every second of it. So I have a lot of questions uh, or not me. I've had a lot of questions specifically about what was the per Liz to Willicker perspectives on freedom about? What was its central uh, a point of purpose. Why are we doing this? What is wrong with you, woman? Um, <laughs> <laughs> so the point of my campaign is to bring in more diverse perspectives into the conversation and to talk about things and have civil conversation. I'm not going to get elected by people that agree with me 100% because nobody right. does. My husband doesn't even agree with me 100% and he should, but he doesn't. So Nice. Um, we need to be able to have a conversation and find common ground. And, you know, libertarians like to tell each other, you know, that they're not real libertarians because we have a spectrum of beliefs within the party. We all there are certain things we all believe in, but then there's things where we have different points of view. So I wanted to get people together and talk about a lot of issues from different perspectives. I want right. to hear what different how different people think about things. I have things I haven't made up my mind about or that I could be wrong about, God forbid. Um, right. And so the more people that we get into the conversation, the better. So this year we tried to pull in people from other parties. It didn't work as well as we had hoped it would. Um, some of them backed out at the last minute, blah, 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 blah. But right. it, we had a nice group of people, different perspectives, even though the majority of the people participating were libertarians. We still had some real vibrant conversations. That's a word I'm going to use a lot. Vibrant. But, no, that's good because it's very relevant. I was there and they yeah. were very vibrant. So tell us about uh, a few of those conversations that uh, affected you the most. So one of my favorite things, I don't know if you were still there, um, happened on Sunday in the session um, on 
the Second Amendment. It was Spike Cohen and Steve Sheets were the co-moderators for the event for that session. And it was about looking past the gun because we always get the gun gets blamed for the violence. But so those of us who respect the Second Amendment are like, oh, they're taking our guns. And the people on the other side are like, we got to take all the guns or we got to have these laws. But it's not the gun. Like there's something else that's causing people to act. The gun isn't isn't like this mystical being that's, you know, magically on its own killing people. So that was the whole point of that conversation. But, you know, in in that discussion, we were talking about things that can be done at a local level. Like, where can we really make change? And we started talking about, like, the active shooter drills, whether or not you have um, firearm education in the class, in your school district. Like, a lot of those are school district decisions. They're not, like, from on high. And we can have an impact on those kinds of things. And so that was really a fun, it was fun to be, like, sitting next to Spike Cohen and go, hey, but isn't that a local decision? And have him go, it is. <laughs> you know? right. And so then we were talking afterwards about trying to find a place where we can try to make some change together and, and see if we can make that happen. Because we a lot of times I think we accept things that we actually can have some control over. Yeah, no, no doubt uh, that there is a reason that we are strong second amendment advocates and the number one reason is because of firearm ignorance that's a real thing that's the most important reason that we have people advocating for gun control because they don't understand at all what it means to own and operate a firearm under safe conditions Uh, the one thing that (laughs) i won't say the one thing but as i was observing from the um from the the congregation, right? Uh, was that <laughs> was the COVID uh, in vaccine vaccination mandate? Knew you were going to bring that up. Yeah, that, yeah, you knew I was going to bring that. This is a big ah! for me. I stay on it, but it was a it, it was a very um, how do I say this? I'm waiting That's for the a, adjective. Contention, contentious. <laughs> it was very. It was, look, it it was, was vibrant, it was, wasn't it? Vibrant. It was vi. It was a very vibrant uh, conversation, but it it was glorious because the, at, at <laughs> the base of word. what you wanted to do, right? Right. Now, yeah. Go, at the base of what you wanted to do was extrapolate conversation of dissenting opinion, and it right. worked like gangbusters during that conversation. Right. So, but. I don't know if you heard me, like I'm standing in the back after like, (laughs) it's time. I'm like, it's time. We got to like wrap it up here, people. Five minutes, I think, to go in that session. It all of a sudden became a vibrant, glorious conversation. I'm like, could you not have had your input 40 minutes ago? (laughs) Yep, yep. Because then I felt bad because we had to cut it short. The same thing happened Saturday night. So we're planning to have perspectives on freedom in 2022. We've got a list of things that we're going to do differently. One of them, many of them revolve around communication. The venue was supposed to be open till 10. Saturday night, we had a session running. So I didn't mean to like move off the COVID thing. But uh, Saturday night, we had the session running. We were having this great conversation. And all of a sudden, they're 
expecting that we're going till 930, right? All of a the sudden they're like, oh no, we close at nine. Yeah, they did do that. I'm like, what? No. Yep. I'm like, I just asked the question I need an answer to. Now I have to go tell everybody that we yep. have to leave. Damn. <laughs> yep. It, it, <laughs> it, it was so, pretty funny because, no, sorry, go ahead. No, 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 that's all right. Go ahead. No, I was going to say it's pretty funny because uh, we were all expecting to be able to hang out and, and have conversation and talk. But then all of a sudden, the freaking uh, literally a brewery like just shuts the whole thing down. Like, wait, 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 what are you doing? Like, <laughs> sell more beer. There's a lot of yeah. people here buying beer. I know. And I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm supporting your private business owner making your decision. Damn it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Not the decision I want. Yeah. No, not at all. They definitely heard us on the uh literally <laughs> the perspectives of freedom right there. That was that was a tough one. No, I don't think anybody was expecting us to be uh kicked out of the room uh, at <laughs> know, that right? point. That that was crazy. So their perspective was it's their freedom to go home now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's exactly right. And that's that's yeah. pretty typical of uh, restaurant servers and bartenders. I'm not <laughs> right. going to lie. I can't blame I, them. I, yeah, no, no. We, we dragged them out there at 8 o'clock in the morning. So, you know, not all of them, but, you know, some of them. Yeah, yeah. We had uh, a bunch of them out there. <laughs> yeah. We, but, we filled uh, that place for sure. To go back to the, um, the, the session that was actually on mandates, because the conversation was supposed to be about um, – if there's ever a time when like a mandate is appropriate, that really ended up being about COVID. <laughs> well, of course. Is, is kind of the, but that's kind of the point, right? Of these conversations. So the format was supposed to be discussion. And some of the sessions captured that better than others. That one, eh, not so well, but I think we set it up poorly from a logistics standpoint. Um, so I'm not blaming the moderator on that one. Um, and it was kind of a last minute addition to the agenda because the mandates came down from on high. All of a sudden, it's like, yep. oh, my gosh, we have yep. to address this craziness. And my yep. favorite, the mandates against mandates, which just make me want to slam my head into the wall. Um, <laughs> but that's the conversation wow. we wanted to have. <laughs> but the um, but the whole point of the forum was to have a discussion. And that discussion within the topic is going to go wherever it goes, which is is the fun thing for me is to see what are people interested in talking about on this topic and where are we going? <coughs> Excuse me. Yeah. And I thought that that was the, um, the entire perspective of perspectives on freedom was let's, let, let's actually flesh out and find out what exactly the people want and how exactly that they view these very, very um, controversial subjects that are coming through the wire of the United States. And I thought you did a fantastic job of fleshing that out. I thought you did a fantastic job of uh, orchestrating a lot of the, the meetings and the talking points where you wanted people to engage and you would be the first one to step up to engage because that really what that's really what it was all about was having the people voice their opinions. It was not supposed to be a speaker just giving their opinion for 45 minutes. It was, let's talk about this stuff. And I thought that was absolutely advantageous and gorgeous. 
Well, I appreciate that. You know, it's I I found a lot that somebody needs to break the ice uh, right. to have from from the quote unquote audience or congregation. You know, otherwise nobody wants to be that first person to say something. Although I have to say the um, the welfare discussion had no no um, no drought no paucity of people willing to say something. That was a, a another vibrant conversation, but it was right. a good one. I really am sad that we weren't able to have the environment conversation because that's another one. So um, the welfare state, like we all can rail against the welfare state, but the the solution side of that is hard. That's like we all can rail against like the environmental regulations or whatever. But the solution side of that is hard. We need to talk about these things. And um, I think that if we talk about them more, we can find solutions, but we also can show the rest of the world that. Okay, some of us are crazy people, but there are crazy Democrats and Republicans. Our so. our principles are mainstream American principles, and they they're going to agree with us more than they disagree with us. They just don't know it. Hmm. That that <laughs> I love the way <laughs> that you just said that. That was absolutely perfect because it's absolutely true. Most of America agrees with what you're saying and what you're doing, which is a direct reflection on the entire movement as to what it is that we're trying to do here. And I think right. that the uh, the voters are going to turn out for you in your district and show that I, I have, I am hard pressed to think that you won't be elected to Congress next year in 2022. What other ways can we help to get the word out and get you pushed forward and, and make sure that we secure your, your election? Well, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm working hard to be, not the next Justin Amash, but the elected Amash. Um, so <laughs> nice. to be elected to Congress. No, um, we always, you know, we're always looking for volunteers and support. And you, you don't have to live in the district or live in Pennsylvania to um, volunteer some of your time. You know, social media is crazy in terms of keeping up with posts and things. So we're creating content. If you um, have some time and you want to be somebody who posts content for us on a schedule, or, you know, that kind of stuff that just takes takes time or do some phone banking. When it comes time for signature collection, we're going to need support for signature collection. Um, and that's in district or local. Sometimes people come from surrounding states to help us with signature collection. But my minimum on signature collection, I have to have 4,800 valid signatures, which means we probably are going to have to double that, which is crazy. But that's what I'm shooting for. To make right. sure that because I lost ballot access last time by 20 signatures, which kills my soul. Wow. Yeah. And then I when, smile. Uh, <laughs> 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 when are you allowed to start collecting signatures? It'll be March before we have signature collection. They have to draw the district lines. In fact, I testified Crazy. today at a redistricting hearing. And our state legislature draws the congressional district lines and we have an entirely Republican legislature. I mean, it might as well be Republican legislature. And then we have a Democratic governor who then reviews it. So, you know, it's going to the court. <laughs> you just, you know, it's like whatever. But uh, hopefully they'll they won't change things too much. We'll see. That is unbelievably corrupt, unbelievably absurd. But, well, you know, you have I, I'm. 
I'm optimistic. I'm sure that they are not going to let their partisan politics influence the way they draw the map. I'm sure it will be totally based on demographics and science and, you know, keeping communities together and the things that are most important to us. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I love your but, you optimism. Know, you know, we have elected judges too. So then there's the, it goes to the court and then depends on who, whatever. It doesn't matter because we don't we don't have equity in ballot access. So nope. why why not have inequity in your district as well? I mean, what difference does it make? <laughs> I so the the person I ran against last time, the two, both people, so the Democrat and the Republican, had to collect a thousand signatures. I had to collect eighteen hundred. This time, whoever I run against will have to collect a thousand signatures, and I'll have to collect forty eight hundred at least. Oh so I mean. But but according to our constitution, our elections are fair and equal. So no. you know, I mean, it's whatever. According to our constitution, they're supposed to be, but we have destroyed the constitution. So yeah, our Pennsylvania constitution rant. too. Yeah. So I, I, I have a I have a soapbox that I'm sitting on. Apparently, I could be standing on. Sorry, I could take up well, your whole you, time. <laughs> no, you you are standing on it. You're sitting on it, and and don't stop being loud about it. Because it's a very important what you're doing and what it is that you're saying. And we're going to keep pushing you forward. And we're going to keep, uh, I don't know how we deal with the ballot access. This is incredible. We just keep fighting folks. it. I mean, they, look, the discrimination is real. That's the part that the duopoly doesn't want to understand or acknowledge. Yeah. Is that, yes, there's real discrimination. But it's against third-party ballot access. It's not against your two-party system. It's right. incredible. So yeah. thank you, Liz, for coming on and giving us an update. Uh, we'll thank you for your support. You. I appreciate it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You got me 100%. <laughs> no doubt. You know you got me. And so um, we'll be checking in with you quite often. And right. at, the very, at the very least, I'll see you again in uh, March, I think. Right. And for anybody that that doesn't think otherwise, this is a joke. I'll send you a write-in ballot so you can vote for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, send right in. Hey, look at the point we're at right now. Just send me a write-in damn ballot. I'll freaking vote for you. There's no reason that that we can't do it at this point because what? Who the hell cares? Election right. laws mean nothing apparently. So send me the write-in right. ballot. I got That's you. So I will. I will copy pasta that right in ballot and send it to everybody that I know. And all my dead relatives. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed. All right, man. So fantastic, Liz. Thank you so much. I love every second that I get to spend with you. You're amazing. I can't wait to talk okay. to you again. I right, have a great rest of your show, man. <laughs> Thank you. Yep. It's incredible. I love Liz so much i got to spend so much time with her in pennsylvania and she's exactly what you see right now 100 she is real and she wants to be a representative and not a politician so if you're in pennsylvania or apparently if you're not find out a way to vote for liz to williger for congress Right there. I don't know if you can see my cursor. Probably not. Liz Terwilliger for Congress.org. I'm still working with the uh, 
the other laptop, which I can't figure out quite yet. Still look like I'm glaring here. Um, but we're going to do what we can to make sure that we do the best that we can until I get my MacBook back. Yes, Alan Garman. Beautiful. 4,800. That's ridiculous. Yeah. If you didn't know, if you're in Tennessee, they need, I think, 25 signatures for ballot access for Democrats and Republicans. Libertarians, third-party candidates need um, 5,600. So the discrimination is real. Let's go, Brandon. Thank you, David. Absolutely. No question. Let's go, Brandon. So, I need to pitch my socials real quick before we get into the rest of the segment. Or, I'm sorry, before we get into the rest of the show, which should be gangbusters, given the information that's coming down the wire. So, please stay tuned. I know I lost a few of you all there at the beginning, but please come back. We are going to have an exceptional show. But... Before we do that, I am told I have to pitch my socials. So go follow me on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, like and subscribe. Hit the notifications bell so that every time I go live, I'm right there on your phone. Because why? I may not be allowed on Facebook for very much longer. Technically, I'm not allowed on Facebook right now. But... Because I have an exceptional team and other things. I am here with you right now, live. So, don't forget, anchor.fm, Cajun Libertarian. You can check me out there, which would be extraordinarily helpful. Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Please go leave me hearts and five-star Reviews on all of them. Subscribe to all of them, especially Apple Podcasts, which apparently right now seems to be the number one way that I can get the information. The information out. J.P. Stevens, encouraging voter fraud, LOL. That's how Facebook gets you for good. Hmm. Don't encourage voter fraud. Not even in the least bit, JP. So you can kick rocks. (laughs) That is obviously some uh, sarcasm there. So, moving on. A lot of people are worried about the housing market. Rightfully so. Here's someone that can help. If I can find the graphic. There's so many now. So many sponsors. It's incredible. It's crazy. Uh Oh, there she is. If you are worried about the housing market, here's someone that can help, especially if you're in South Louisiana, Texas, South Mississippi. Laura Province, your home is your sanctuary. Wow, this is very small. That's what she said. On my screen because I am not working with my MacBook. I'm working with a an Acer laptop. Lore Province K2 Realty. 
Your home is your sanctuary. As a second-generation real estate agent, Laura Province knows the importance of helping her clients navigate through the home buying and or selling process. Whether you're buying and or selling your first home, a second investment property, or seeking that dream retirement market residence, you will have a seamless experience at K2 Really Realty. So check out Lord Province at K2 Realty LLC. I will have to do, uh, I'm going to have to put that on my phone apparently because holy smokes, that is very hard to read on that tiny screen that I have right now, which is a very, very tiny screen. Now, let's get to our headlines and here we go made this meme yesterday the confusion between yams and sweet potatoes is actually racist i got blowback for this like literally people were upset that i made this meme i guess i need to remove the banner so you can see the rest i have to get off this planet the confusion between yams and racist lord have mercy the confusion between yams and sweet potatoes is actually racist. Is it though? Come on. News flash. Breaking news. No. It's not racist. But let's figure out what they're talking about really quick. Hey, I made it, says Jason Lyon. Thank you. Bearded truth. Mr. America, lesser beard than mine, still a fantastic podcast on Muddy Waters Media. So check them out. All right, let's get into why the confusion between yams and sweet potatoes is actually racist. It's not. Roots are racist. But if I say too much, I'll get way ahead of Oh, okay, so here's from the article. For many people within the United States, the terms yam and sweet potato are used interchangeably to describe the sweet, starchy goodness that acts as the perfect side dish to meals or the marshmallow cinnamon dessert inspired candied yams served in the fall. However, yams and sweet potatoes are completely different vegetables. Shocker, right? It's not. We all know that yams and sweet potatoes, if you didn't, now you know they are different vegetables, but they are almost the same. So if you're confusing yams and sweet potatoes, let's find out if you are actually racist for doing that. You aren't. But we're going to explore it a little bit and flesh it out because that's what we do to highlight the stupidity of America in 2021. Sweet potatoes, or I'm sorry, however, uh, let's see, yeah. However, yams and sweet potatoes are completely different vegetables. We know that. Yams actually have a starchy and rough brown texture and are consumed in West Africa, Asia, the Caribbean, and Latin America. Sweet potatoes, on the other hand, are a new world root vegetable 
that has a creamy interior in it and has a soft red exterior. So there you go. You have now the definitions between what a yam is and a sweet potato. So let's keep going. The mix-up occurred around the time of the transatlantic slave trade. So now we get into why it's racist, quote-unquote. Yams are customary to West African food traditions as European slave traders cross the middle. There looks like a word missing there. As European slave traders crossed the middle passage, they packed copious amounts of yams alongside black-eyed peas to feed the captives. Why is that racist? Yams were not readily available in the Americas as sweet potatoes were, which traveled from Central America with Christopher Columbus. More Christopher Columbus talk during this segment of how is that racist? Newsflash. It's not. Just in case you didn't know. And look, let me let me explain why I'm even going into this. Is because I got blowback for the meme that I made in regards to this article. Which, if you didn't see it before, because we have new joiners or new watchers and listeners joining every second, which is crazy to me. That's the meme I made. Confusion between yams and sweet potatoes is actually racist. And then I say I have to leave this planet because this is ridiculous. This is utterly stupid. And I'm not going to spend a second more of my time on this. I, I, I got all these freaking stupid notes of why the confusion between yams and sweet potatoes is rooted in racism. But that doesn't matter. All that matters is that, no, you are not racist if you confuse yams and sweet potatoes. And that's the bottom line. It doesn't matter what dumbass, uh, ignorant, racist, uh, I don't even know what the word I'm looking for is. Um, intention is behind the root of it. That is irrelevant. Don't let these people gaslight you into thinking that you're racist with a dumbass headline like this. The confusion between racist and sweet potatoes. I That actually should be the headline. It should be between yams and sweet potatoes. Exactly what it was. But it's so dumb. Because this is what they do. They habitually try to gaslight you into thinking that this is something that you're racist over. And you're not. Many people, including myself, confuse yams and sweet potatoes. You're not racist for it. At all. Not one second. And with that being said. I'm not going to spend another second on this trash. 
So, you know what's not confusing? Where to find high-end bags and accessories. That's an easy one. You can go check out whoop, high-end bags and accessories. Fierce Luxury by Ashley.com. That's Fierce Luxury by Ashley.com. If you're looking for high-end bags and accessories like Gucci, Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Hermes, you can go find that website right there and do the thing. So go do the thing if that's what you're looking for. Please. Looking at comments now. Hmm. That's funny. I didn't know they weren't the same. But hey, everything will eventually get around to being racist. Vegetables, insects, dirt, whatever. Exactly. Alan, same commenter. Did you see the YouTuber who says she's done with the left? Because you can never be woke enough. I didn't, but that's an absolute freaking fact. That's the point. To drive you into utter insanity in thinking that you are racist or you are bigoted for absolutely. No reason. So, let's get back to our notes here. What's up next? Oh, this is uh, not good. Very not good here. Not good at all. So, I was looking for a graphic for something. It isn't there. I never posted it. But, by the way, if you're not actively racist, guess what? You're not racist. The more you know. You have to know you're being a racist to be racist. So, if you're confusing. I don't That doesn't even need to be fleshed out. Moving on. The more you know. If you don't hate people for the color of their skin, then you're not racist. This is ridiculous. This is absurd. It's just divide and conquer. So, moving on. A Manhattan judge suspended a Long Island father's visitation with his toddler daughter unless he submits COVID-19 tests on a weekly basis or gets vaccinated, despite the man having already contracted the virus. So, as I posted in the headlines, as you probably know, that's exactly why the guy was denied parental visitations to his child by a judge. A judge. Because he isn't vaccinated. So let's hear the reasoning for it. Which you already know is incredibly insane. Here, in this is from the judge. Here, in person, parental access by a defendant is not in the child's best interest. And there are exceptional circumstances that support its suspension, wrote Justice Matthew Cooper. According to the New York Post, in a case involving the father's divorce and custody dispute over his three-year-old daughter, Cooper also wrote that the 
dangers of voluntarily remaining unvaccinated during access with a child while the COVID-19 virus remains a threat to children's health and safety cannot be understated. Oh my God, there's so much to unpack in that statement from a judge that sets a legal precedent. This is ridiculous. Number one, let's address the obvious. Kids are not susceptible to severe infection and disease and results of the COVID-19 reaction. They're not at all. We have all the data in the world to prove it. So what, what are you talking about? Child's best interest. No, the child's best interest is to have a mother and a father involved in their life. So long as neither one of those participants are abusive. Which we have not found out from this case at all. This is obviously a father that wants to be a part of his child's, his freaking child's life. But you're going to deny that based solely on politics. Don't mix it up. This is politics. It has nothing to do with the child's safety. Nothing at all. We know that for a fact. The father's lawyer told the New York Post last week that he was previously infected. (laughs) And he calls it the CCP virus. The Chinese Communist Party virus. And look, I, 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 I'm I, here to tell you, I love it. So, which causes COVID-19. Arguing that the man has natural immunity and therefore doesn't need the vaccine. Several studies, including a landmark research paper from Israeli researchers in late August, have found that natural immunity provides robust and long-lasting Uh, protection from the or against the CCP virus. Again, that's glorious. And in some cases, it's superior. It is superior to the two dose Pfizer vaccine. Technically, it is superior to all vaccines, according to this Israeli study and many studies. Many. Plus the fact that we already knew that we already know that natural immunity is better than man-made immunity this isn't breaking news i've talked about it at great length this isn't news we already know all right moving on It's an incredibly important one that highlights the extraordinary times we're living in. Uh, Let me uh, back up here. Sorry. I am (laughs) scattered all across the notes here. The judge must feel that 80 million Americans who weren't, who are not vaccinated are placing their children at imminent risk of harm. And therefore the court's 
should intervene and remove those children from their parents. Rosen continued to say, which is the defense lawyer. Um, this is an absurd position to take. However, the mother's lawyer praised the judge's ruling. I am shocked because she wants to make money. He or she wants to make money, period. End of discussion. It's an incredibly important one that highlights the extraordinary times we're living in, and it reinforces that a child's best interests are paramount. That defense lawyer told to the New York Post, yes, I agree. The child's best interest is paramount. That does not include <coughs> the father being vaccinated. No, it does not because children are not at risk for this. What they are at risk for is losing sound parental guidance so you were actively putting the child's life in 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 education and upbringing at risk on a false narrative based on strictly politics politics 100% incredible incredible go check that out uh very easy to google New York judge actually um, eliminates a child's, or I'm sorry, a, a, a well, and the child, father's ability to interact and engage with his child based on him being vaccinated or providing a weekly test. Just incredible. That's... This stuff is absolutely absurd, ridiculous, and tyrannical. So, we'll uh, get to a couple quotes here from Jim Pisaki, and then we're gonna we're gonna cut it off. I'll finish the rest of it off on Wednesday night. Um, federal law overrides state law, says Jim Pisaki. So the rules legal standing is unquestionable. In our view, incredible. The power, this is the 10th Amendment of the Constitution. Let me go back to Pasaki's quote. Federal law overrides state law so that rules legal standing is unquestionable in our view. Here's the 10th Amendment. The power is not dele delegated to the United States by the Constitution, nor prohibited by it to the states or reserved to the states, respectively, or to the people. There, there, there is a ton of, of, of um, memes and, and things and quotes going around talking about how stupid this is. Make no mistake, this is not stupidity. This is unquestionably intentional, 1,000%, because they are banking on the ignorance of the American people, which it has worked out great. For a long time now, decades. This is why we're, the, we're in the position we're in. Because there aren't enough advocates for the Constitution and constitutional rights and advocating for freedom out there because we don't understand it. Because we're not taught it. Because public school system is a joke. 
right? That's not an accident. She didn't say that by accident. Last quote by Pisaki, and then we're going to get up out of here. The president wants to make fundamental changes to our economy, and he feels coming out of the pandemic is exactly the time to do that, Pisaki told reporters. This should be super freaking alarming. On all fronts, we do not need the government altering the economy in any other way than one, and that's getting the out of the way. Get out of the way, but that's not the goal, is it? It's not the goal. The goal is more control and more government overreach. And this should not be taken lightly by any stretch of the imagination. On Wednesday night, I will show you some of the things that are going on with the global supply chain. And right here in my home state, in my area, in my grocery stores, there's nothing, nothing fear-mongering about this. This is 100% absolutely real, and we need to be aware and spread the message. That's just the thought. Take it or leave it. I love you very much. I'll see you Wednesday night.